and we shall read from Genesis chapter 19 from verse 15. And when the morning arose, the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the man laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lord said unto them, O not so, my Lord. Behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast shewed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest thou some evil take me and I die. Behold, now this city is near to flee unto, and it is a literal one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a literal one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city for the which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou be come thither. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. Awewacha enchaba malaika Nebamu wangu hili zaluti. Mabu geranti guweloko ka otuwalimu kazi wo na abanabo abawala bombi abali wano. Oleme okuzikirizi wa mubutali butukirivu obwechibuga. Na ye narwa abasajja nebamu kuata kumukono gwe. Ne kumukono gwa mukazi we. Ne kumukono gwa walabe bombi. Mukama ngamusasira nebamu jamu nebamu leta eweru wechibuga. Awebamala okubajira mudala na yugira antiduka oleme okufa. Totunula nyumawo so toruwa mulusenyiru na. Dukira kulusozi oleme okuzikirizibwa. Luti na abagamba antineda. Neda mukama wangi nkwega iride. Labano omuduo alabye etisamu masogo. Era ogulumiziza okusasirako. Konda zenga omponya neme okufa. Nesi inza kudu kila kurusoziruno. Akabika leme okuntu kakone mfa. Labano echivuga echo kwe kumpi okudu kila mu. Elache echivuga echitono. Mpwega iride nzirukire omo. Sika tono. Nobula muwange buliwona. Na mugamba anti era kukiriza ne mchivuga echo. Obuta sula chivuga Yogedeko. Yangu wako odukire omo, kubanga sinza kukola chigambo, matonatu komo. 
Erinyalye chibuge echo chiriava liti wazowa. Nenjuba yalinga emaze okuvayo kunsi luti woyatuka mzowa. Mukama narioka atonyesa kusodo manegomola omulido. Nechibiri tingabiva muguru. Nasula ebibuga ebyo. Noruse nyiru na nabobo na abatu ulanga mbibuga. Nebyo ebyamira kutaka. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Mukama agate umukisa kusuma kwechi. You may be seated. Musawurokutulako. Uh, I just want us to continue with a subject that we shared on last Wednesday. Uh, which was uh, by the title of Hasten, Escape Quickly to Christ. Amen. Amina. Uh, we started on that subject. And I want to, uh, to complete it. Hasten. Yangua. Escape quickly to Christ. Now, uh, Abraham was visited by three angels before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. If you read chapter 18 of Genesis, it talks about that. How Abraham was seated at the door of his tent in the afternoon around 3 and then he saw three men approaching to his tent and those men came and stood by his tent and when he saw them he went and bowed before them him being a prophet it was revealed to him that one of them was God himself. Elohim. Elohim. And he bowed before them. And he said, Lord. These were three men. But he recognized that one of them was God himself. And he said, Lord, if I have found favor before you, and come close. I will get some water to wash your feet. I will get you something to eat and drink. And then you can continue on your journey. And the Lord said it is okay. So the Bible says that Abraham took them to rest under a tree. And he immediately went to his wife Sarah and told her, need very quickly bake some uh, cakes for my visitors. And he went to his servant and told him, get a fat calf dress it and prepare it for my visitors. 
And when everything was ready, the Bible says that he brought butter and milk. The the dressed calf. And he presented them to these visitors. And they ate and drank. And after eating, the Lord asked Abraham, Where is Sarah, your wife? And Abraham said, He's behind the tent. And the Lord told him, I will of I will surely visit your wife according to the time of life. And she will get a, a son. And when Sarah was behind that tent, she laughed within her heart. And said, will it be possible seeing that I'm old and my Lord, my husband is also old. Shall we have pleasure? And this Elohim turned to Abraham and told him, why did your wife Sarah laugh? Saying, will it be possible to have pleasure with you? Is there anything too hard for God? And Sarah said, I did not laugh. But the Lord said, truly, truly, you laughed. And the Bible says, after that, these three men rose to continue on their journey. And Abraham took them to the road to see them off. The two men went to Sodom and Gomorrah. And one of them, the Lord himself, remained with Abraham. And he said, can I hide anything from my servant Abraham? Seeing that out through Abraham, all the nations will be blessed. And he told him, I have heard the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah. I have heard their wickedness. And I have come to see about that cry. And the Bible says, Abraham started pleading with God. And he told him, My Lord, will you destroy the wicked with the righteous? What if there are 50 righteous in Sodom and Gomorrah? Will you destroy the righteous with the the wicked? And the Lord told him, I will not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for the 50 righteous. And he continued pleading. Lord, what if there are 45 righteous? Will you destroy the Righteous with the wicked. The Lord said, no, I will not. 
What if they are third day? He kept on scaling down. Having in mind that there was his nephew Lord in Sodom and What if they are ten? And the Lord said, I will not destroy you. And the Bible says, after that, the Lord left. And these two angels, when they reached Sodom and Gomorrah, they found Lot seated at the gate of Sodom. And when he saw them coming, he said, my lords, if you don't mind, because the Bible says it was around evening time. Come and lodge with me. And then early in the morning, I can see you off. And they said, no, we shall stay in the streets. But he kept on begging them until they came in. And he made a feast for them. And when he was preparing for, you know, for them to sleep, the Bible says that the men of Sodom and Gomorrah, wicked men, they surrounded Lot's house. And they started banging the door. Lot came out and closed the door behind him. And they told him, bring the men that came in house so that we may know them. And Lord started pleading with them. He said, please don't do that wickedness. I have two daughters who are virgins. At least let them release, let me release them too. And they said, no, 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 no. When they were trying to break the house, right at the door, the angels came out. And they were says that they got Lord and took him inside and closed the door. And they blinded these wicked men. And the following morning, they asked Lord, do you have any relatives besides these ones you have? Maybe sons and sons-in-law and daughters-in-law. Tell them to leave Sodom and Gomorrah quickly. Because the Lord is going to destroy it with fire. And the Bible says, Lord went and told his sons-in-law, Please leave this city. God is going to destroy it. But it was as if he was mocking them. They just laughed him to scorn. And the Bible says, when Lot was still also lingering around, these two angels came and got him by the hand with his wife and two daughters and told them, hasten, escape quickly to those mountains. And Lord started pleading with them. 
help me. Let me at least go to that city of Zohar. And they said you can escape there. Run very quickly. Don't turn to look behind. And when they were running, Lot's wife had to turn and look behind. And the pillar of salt. And the Bible says that the following day, fire had already destroyed the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham saw Smoke. Just like smoke from a furnace. All Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. Now Jesus said that as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be when the Son of Man is being Amen? Amen. Let us read that scripture. Luke 17, from verse 26. Similar, similar days. Like those days of Noah. Like those days of Lot. Are promised. Before the destruction of this world again. Luke 17, 26. And, it, and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lord, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lord went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Elanga webiari munakuza nuwa, webicho webiriba, ne munakuzo mwana omuntu. Bali ngabali anga, banyuanga, bawasa, ngabawa ira okutu sakurunaku nuwa, we are ingira muriato. Amatawa negaja, ngabazikiri zabona. Ilanga webali munakuza aluti, bali ngabalia, ngabanywa, ngabagula, ngabatunda, ngabasiga, ngabazimba, neukuru nakuluti, weyavamu sodoma omuliro, echi, omuliro nechibiriti, nebito nya okuva mukuru, nebibazikiri zabo na. Webicho, we webiriba kurunaku omwana omuntu, walibikuri wa. Eman? Amina. As it was in the days of Noah. As it was in the days of Lot. So shall it be. When the son of man is being revealed. The days of Noah. The days of Lot. So shall it be. When the son of man is being revealed. 
The Bible talks about the days of Noah. In Genesis 6.1. And it says in those days. Sons of God. So daughters of men. That they were so attractive. And they started taking them. They took them. For wives. Sons of God. So daughters of men. And they took them. For and the prophet says. Those sons of God are not angels. Those sons of God. Are the children of God who were in the lineage of Abel. And the daughters of men are those ones who were in the lineage of Cain. So, sons of God, those ones in the lineage of Abel, they saw the daughters of men. That they were appealing. Very attractive. Just like in these days. Maybe they were also applying makeup. Maybe they were sexy. Very attractive. And they started taking them to wives. They didn't marry them. It's the right marriage. But they just took them. Marrying and you know just just cohabiting. But And wrath. Do you know that this God told the children of Israel? Never mix marry. You are a royal seed. Never marry. Any woman who is not a Jew. Your son should not marry them. Your daughter should not be married unto them. Because that lineage, that seed was a royal seed. You remember in the days of uh, when Israel was passing through Midian, Moab. And Balak learned of it. Kakati Balak and told Balaam to go and curse. And Balaam tried as much as possible, but God restrained him. And after everything had failed, the Bible says that Balaam laid a stumbling block to the children of Israel. He made them to feast on food that he sacrificed to idols. He told Balak, now that the cursing has failed, let us prepare a feast. After we have made sacrifices to our God, and let us invite them and let us get some our girls. Let us dress them skimply, you know, in a, in a skimpy manner. And that's what they did. 
And when the children of Israel came and looked at these girls how they were dressed, last entered them and they started picking them, committing fornication with them. And the wrath of God destroyed so many of them. So those were the days of Noah. Sons of God saw daughters of men and they took them as their wives. And God said, I'll not suffer with man whom I've created. I'm going to destroy the whole of this world with flies. So those days were promised that we shall be in the similar, similar days. The only thing that could save the world during that time it was to enter in the ark which Noah had prepared. And the Bible says only eight souls managed to escape that wrath of God. The household of Noah. Noah and his wife, his three sons and his three daughters-in-law. Only eight souls. And Jesus is telling us, as it was then, in the days of Noah, so shall it be. As it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be. When the Son of Man is being prepared. The days of Lot. We saw that when those angels went to visit Lot, there was homosexuality taking place. And these people came forth trying to break the door of Lot so that they may know these men who are coming. Do you know that we are in similar, similar days? Homosexuality, lesbianism, all of these are so rampant to an extent that they are even taught in schools. Places like countries like Canada and US. They say those are people's rights. Someone can be a lesbian or So we are in those evil days. One time, my sister-in-law told me she had, they, they had gone for a, uh, a honeymoon visiting those European countries. And when they were in Netherlands, she told me I saw something which was horrible. On one of the streets, there were naked girls just nude as they were born and she wondered and she was lamented 
saying it's horrible to bring your children in such and such a place. Naked as they were born. So brethren, we are in such days. The coming of the Lord is drawing so near. We are in that kind of condition before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. There was a lot of wickedness. A lot of chaos. But before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, he had to warn his elect Abraham. Can I hide anything from my servant Abraham? His elect and he told him what he was going to do. Do you know that even in this age, God has been so gracious to send you a prophet. Malachi 4.5 You his elect to warn you of the destruction that is coming. God is going to destroy this world with fire. But before he does that, he has sent a prophet. Malachi 4 5. Behold, I send you Elijah. Before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes, to turn the hearts of the children back to the faith of their Pentecostal fathers, lest I come and destroy this earth. Brethren, we are in the days of Lot. We are in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. We are in the days of the revealing of the Sodomite. Evil, evil days. Before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, the prophet says, God made himself three bodies. One of them, after making it, he put in uh, uh, Angel Gabriel. Another one, Angel Michael. And another one, he dressed it himself. And they came to visit Abraham. And when Abraham saw them, him being a prophet, it was revealed to him that one of them was Elohim. And this Elohim is the one who discerned Sarah's thoughts. After giving him that promise. And Sarah laughing. Can you imagine hiding somewhere. In the tent. And these people are seated under a tree. And Sarah laughs in the tent. Would it be possible. Seeing I'm old and my Lord is old. Shall we have pleasure? Just within her heart. 
But here this angel, Elohim himself, discerns her thoughts. Why did she laugh? Is there anything too hard for God? And Jesus promises that as it was then, in the days of Lord, so shall it be in our days when the son of man is being revealed. Amen? Amen. Hear what the prophet is saying in this message of will the church go before the tribulation? He says Agamba. Oh, it is later than you think. The hour is at hand. The angel of mercy who sent his message is right here tonight. Do you believe it? It is late than you think. The angel of mercy who sent his message is here tonight. Amen. Amina. Those are the words of Brother Branham. Malachi 4 5. It is late than you expect. The angel of mercy is here. Meaning he was there then. That angel who sent his message was there then. That same angel who visited Abraham before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah was now there and then with William Marion Branham just like he went there with a message of mercy for Lord to escape after Abraham had pleaded for him. That's the same way he has come in our age sending us Malachi 4 5 with that message of grace for us to escape and run very quickly to Christ. Brethren, time is no more. It is so late that you expect. Malachi 4 5 was not the one revealing people's thoughts. Because he could come in such a congregation and say, You are Michael. You stay in Weyogerere. Your mother is so and so. You have such siblings. And he mentions all your life. And he says you are here because you are suffering from acute ulcer. Do you believe that God knows all your life? And is more than able to deliver you. And you would wonder. It was a William doing that. William Branham. 
It was that angel. The Lord Jesus Christ himself. So, similar days are promised. That's what he's talking about. It is later than we expect. He goes on to say, Look, Israel went into Goshen and Egypt went into darkness. Israel got into Goshen and it was taken to the promised land. Egypt went to darkness and was buried in the Dead Sea. So hurry, hurry, escape. That may be your last opportunity. And remember we see Misael setting. We hear them, you know, uh, in the papers. The whole world is trembling. Everything that God said is coming to pass. Then, what about it? In the day that the Son of Man shall reveal himself from heaven. What is the Son of Man being revealed? It is Jesus Christ, yes, Christo. the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Even thus shall it be in the days when the Son of Man is revealed from heaven. What is it? This thing has never happened. Since Jesus was on earth, and here it is, at the end of the Gentile age. Amen? Amen. And he goes on to say, let's look at it just a moment. And think hard. This thing of revealing people's thoughts, he says it has never happened since Jesus left this earth. And he says, but now it is happening at the closure of the Gentile dispensation. We are in the Gentile dispensation. There is a time that this dispensation that we are in, there is a time it started. But the time that we are in, it is soon ending. God first dealt with Jews through Abraham. Isaac and Jacob and so forth. He gave them the laws. He walked with them. For us Gentiles, we are just compared to dogs. You remember when that Greek woman came to the Lord Jesus Christ and asked him for a favor? Lord, have mercy upon me. My daughter is vexed with a demon. 
And they say that the Lord Jesus Christ ignored her. He just could not even answer her. And his disciples said, Chase her away, she's making noise for us. And Jesus turned to her and told her, I was not sent to you. You Gentile. But I was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she kept on begging, you know the whole story. Until finally, after Jesus had told her, I cannot get children's food and give it to dogs. In other words, you are just like a dog. You are a Gentile. But she kept on begging. Truly, truly, Lord, I know it. But yet dogs eat crumbs from their master's table. And Jesus said, I've never seen such a thing. Be it unto you according to your faith. So, we were Gentiles. We were compared to dogs. But then one time, God had to send us our messenger. A messenger to the Gentiles. Paul. And Paul started preaching to us the Gentiles. He first preached to the Jews. But time came that the Jews rejected the gospel and they mocked. And then Paul told them that now since you have rejected the gospel of the Lord, you have denied your first chance that God had given you. Now we are turning to the Gentiles. Let us read Acts. Acts 13. Acts 13 from verse 44. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spoke against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Aukusabiti eyokubiri nebakungana nebakungana nga echibuga chona nebakungana nga echibuga chona okulira echigambo cha katonda. Na ye abayuda yabwe balaba ebibi echibina nebajula obujja nebawa then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. But seeing you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. 
Paulo nebana nebalunaba nebogera no buvumu nti kyagwana okusoka okubulirwa ekigambo kya katonda mumwe kubanga amukisindikiriza sote mwala bakusanira bulamu butagwawo laba tuchukira eri abamawanga kubanga mukama yatulagira bwati nti kutesawo okuba omusana gwa mawanga oberenga obulokozi okutusa ku nkomero yensi amen the prophet says this was the closure of the jewish dispensation and it was the opening of the gentile dispensation the door of the jews was closed and the door of the Gentiles, we Gentiles, it was opened. They rejected the gospel of Paul. We embraced it. God opened our door. And now God has been dealing with us. Right from the first church age. The church age of Ephesus. Whose messenger was Paul. Throughout all these seven church ages. From Ephesus, Maina, you know, as you know them. Up to this Laodicean church age. The seventh church age. God has been dealing with us. Gentiles. And now he is telling us. At the closure. Of the gentile dispensation. Something that. Of revealing which had never happened. Since the days of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is happening now. At the closure of our dispensation. So it is a sign. That the coming of the Lord is very clear. And it is very very near. He goes on to say, let us see how the Son of Man is going to be revealed. If he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will have to reveal himself like he did yesterday. He will have to reveal himself just like he did yesterday because he's the same yesterday today and forevermore just like he revealed yesterday in the days of Abraham and revealed Sarah's thoughts that's how he'll continue revealing himself because he's the same yesterday today and forever he says when Peter came to him after his ministry Saint John 1 Peter walked up to him he wasn't called Peter then. He was called another name. And when he walked up to him, he said, Thou art Simon. And your father is Jonas. 
that old fisherman thought, how did he know me? And then Philip from Bethsaida also, he goes over around the mountains. And he finds a friend, Nathaniel, under a tree. Praying. And he says, come see, we have found Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Watch now how he revealed himself. He meets Peter and tells him, you are Simon, the son of Jonas. And Peter wonders, how did he know me? How did he know my father? That is called Jonas. Just like Sarah wondered. I believe she wondered. How did he know that I laughed? No wonder she, she denied. Peter also wondered. He's the same yesterday. Today and forever. He's revealing Peter's life. And now he's going to reveal Nathaniel's life. Philip told him, Come and see. That is the best answer any man can give another. Don't criticize. Just come and find out for yourself. Oh, if you could just be sincere and today and do that. And when he walked up where Jesus was, into the line, you know, where he was praying for the sick, Jesus pierced those eyes at him and he said, Behold an Israelite in whom there is no game. How did he know he was an Israelite? The Greeks and all, you know, dressed alike. And they looked alike. How did he know he was an Israelite? He was God manifested in flesh. What did he do? He looked and he seen him. And he said, Rabbi, how did you know? He said, before, he said, before Philip called you, when you were still under that tree, I saw you. And he said, that settles it. You are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. How did he know that he's an Israelite? Behold a true Israelite in whom there is no gale. How did he know? Because those people, the Orientals, almost dress alike. The Egyptians, the Greeks, they all put on almost the same dress. How did he know he was a Jew? And how did he know there was no gale in him? Because he was God in flesh. Amen. There was a little woman who had an issue of blood. 
And she came through the crowd and she touched his garment. For she said within herself, if I can touch the man, I will be made well. She touched him. She ran off in the crowd and sat down. Whatever she did. And Jesus turned about and said, who touched me? Peter rebuked him and he said, Look, the whole crowd is touching me. Why did you say who touched me? He said, but I got weak. Virtue or strength went from me. And he looked around with those eyes until he found her. How did he do it? That we don't know. But he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. And he revealed himself to the Jewish nation in that manner. Amen. Amina. The prophet is saying, how did he know? That's that, that the woman, the very woman who touched him. And he's saying he's the same yesterday, today, and for He who knew Sarah's laughing is the same who used to know people's thoughts in the days of William Marion Branham. It was not Branham. Branham's ministry, when he used to reveal, that was the ministry of the Son of God. Rather, the Son of Man. The Son of Man. God, Prophet. It was that spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ that used to come where the prophet is and start discerning. And these are the very days. That is the revealing. And the prophet is saying and he revealed himself to the Jews nation in that manner. Amen. Amen. Now, when he came to the Samaritans, the woman was at the well, a lovely Samaritan woman. Remember, there is only three nations of people. That's Jew, Gentile, and Samaritan. Ham, Shem, and Japheth's people. And the Samaritans was half Jew and half And you remember when it started. When they married women and so forth. Amen. The prophet is telling us. On this earth. There are three types of people. There are Jews. There are Samaritans. And Gentiles. And we are the Gentiles. The Jews. Are the descendants of Abraham. Amen. 
The Samaritans are an intermarriage of Jews and Gentiles. And we are the Gentiles. People who are not Jews. People who are not Samaritans. We are the Gentiles. Africans, Koreans, Americans, French. We are all Gentiles. And we all came from the descendants of the sons of Noah. Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Amen. That's what he's talking about. And he has shown us how he revealed himself to the Jews. Right from Sarah in the days of Abraham. And now he's here in flesh. He reveals Peter's thoughts. He reveals Nathaniel's thoughts. He reveals the thoughts of this woman with an issue. The Jews. And now he goes on to reveal the Samaritans. That's what he's talking about here. This Samaritan woman, as she stood at the well, Jesus said to her, Woman, bring me a drink. Well, she said they had segregation. But he let her know that there was no difference. And he said, if you knew who you are talking to, you would ask for a drink. And the conversation went on and on until he caught her spirit. Then he found out what her trouble was. Go get your husband and come <coughs> what happened to the Samaritan when she was told that go get your husband and come here she said sir I perceive that you are a prophet now we know that when the Messiah which is called Christ when he comes he will tell us these things but who are you he said, I'm he that speaks to you. She ran into the city and she said, come and see a man that told me these things that I have done. Isn't this the Messiah? And he never did that one time to a Gentile Amen. Amina. After discerning this Samaritan woman, the second group of the world's population, the Samaritans, the prophet is telling us he never did that once again. He didn't do it anymore in the Gentiles' race. And he says, why? He left it till this day. That's what he said in the days when the Son of Man shall reveal himself. 
from heaven. He's revealing himself now to the church for mercy. The next time he reveals himself, it will be destruction. Oh, glory to God. He left that part of revealing to the Gentiles for this day in the days of Malachi 4 5. When that prophet was here on earth, he was now revealing the hearts of people. Jesus again as the son of man revealing people's thoughts. The prophet would preach and when it comes to the prayer line he starts talking to people. He continues conversing with them and then finally he says he has come. He's right here. In other words, that angel has come. And then he would start now the sun. So, brethren, time is no more. That was the ministry of the son of man. Of William Marion Branham. Him being the word. Amen? Because the Bible says, for the word is quick and powerful, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joint and marrow and discerning the thoughts and intents of the hearts. That word is Jesus Christ himself. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word put on flesh and dwelt among us. So the spirit of the word the Lord himself used to come on the prophet and he would be the one to discern. Hebrews just talks about that. We saw it the other time. Let's read it again. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Wanga echigambo cha katonda chiramu era chikozi era chisala okusinga buli kitala chonna ekyoboji obubiri era chiitamu nokwaula ne chaula obulamu no moyo enyingo no busomyo era kyangu okwaula ebirowozo nokufumitiriza ko mutima Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight 
But all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So, the wali chitonde e chitala pika mumasoge. Na ye ebintubyo na yerudwa era bibikudwa mumasogoyo wetuletera ebigambo bya fe. Amen? Everything is bare. Before the word. Everything is naked. Before that angel. Before our Lord Jesus Christ. And do you know that he's here this morning? He's the same yesterday. Today and forevermore. Just like he was in the days of Abraham. And he revealed Sarah's thoughts. Just like he was here on earth in flesh. And he revealed John's, another Peter's thoughts, and the Samaritan woman's thoughts. That's how he is here this morning. That's how he was in the days of William Marion Branham. He's the same yesterday, today. And forevermore, he's the word of God. Everything is bare and naked before him. He knows what you are thinking this morning. Whether you have hidden sin in your life. He knows. Whether you are sick. That's why the Bible calls him a high priest. We start by the feeling of our infirmity. Before you come here to be prayed for, he already knows. Before that woman with an issue went to press and touch, touch him. He already knew before that Samaritan woman left her home to come to the well. He already knew. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He just gives a small portion of his mind, of his spirit, to his prophets. Just like he gave William Marion Branham, just like he gave Isaiah, a certain sister was asking me, you know, these prophets, <coughs> God used to give them a small portion of his spirit. He gives it to Isaiah. Isaiah prophesies about the coming, the birth of his son Jesus A child is born. His son is given. And then finally, Isaiah comes to prepare the way of the Lord. Brother Isaiah prophesies about that one who will prepare the way of the Lord. Who was John the Baptist. And he says a voice crying from the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. He's talking about John the Baptist. God giving him a small portion of his spirit. He gives a man like Elisha. After Elisha had 
told Naaman, go and dip yourself in the river. And you'll be made whole. And when Naaman was made whole, now Naaman wants to give him some gifts, gold and silver and all these things that he had come with. But Elisha rejects them. And here his servant Gehazi, in his heart he says, look at this one. All this treasure. And you reject it. And when Naaman had moved, go a certain distance. The Bible says that Gehazi had to follow him. And when he caught up with him, he said, my master has told me, I have received, he has received visitors. Can you give him some pieces of gold and you know, some raiment? Naaman said, after all, I had brought them for him. Give, you take. And Gehazi carries and comes back. And after hiding them in his house, he comes back to serve his master. Elisha. Elisha asks him, Where are you coming from? He says, I've been around, you know, maybe looking for firewood and going to fetch water. Didn't my heart go with you? When you are following Naaman. Because of your greed, that leprosy which was on Naaman will be on you. Then Gehaz became leprous. My heart got good. Because me, I am a prophet. I saw you. Amen. God giving a portion to his prophets. But one time, the same Elisha, Elisha Yomu. Here now comes the Shunammite woman running before him after she had lost her, her child coming to Elisha. And Elisha sees her coming from far. Running. You know, she was saddling kind of, uh, I think, an ass or something like that. And then he tells Gehazi, go and, and tell her, ask her, what is the problem? And he says, because God has not revealed that one to me. And she comes and she tells him what had happened. In other words, God does not reveal everything to his prophets. So the ministry of William Marion Branham was the ministry of the son of man. God himself coming down to fulfill Luke 17, 17, as it was in the days of Lot. So shall it be when the Son of Man is revealing himself. The fullness of the word 
revealing people's thoughts in our days towards the closure of the Gentile dispensation. Meaning, time is no more. Time is no more. There is a sister who asked me when I was, you know, speaking to these candidates who wanted to be baptized last Sunday. When we were going through baptism, you know. And they had questions to ask and so on. Then she asked me, but you people, why do you worship idols? Seems you, you worship, because I see pictures, like that one of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have seen a picture there. Does that show that you, are, you worship? And you know, I was sharing with her, telling her, you see that kind of picture, it does not mean that you are worshipping it. And I was telling her, it's just like you just put a picture in your sitting room maybe of your wife you love or your daughter or maybe a picture of your wedding just because you love it idol worship is when you go before that picture of oh, Mary. Oh, or you go to Christ the King where there is that picture oh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. You see people kneeling there and bowing That is idol worship. But when you put a picture like that one, it is just the same like you would put a picture of someone whom you love in your sitting room. Does not mean you are worshipping that person. Just shows you love him. And we talked about quoting. Why do you people quote? Like I'm doing now. And I was telling them. You see. Just like you see a hierarchy. Right from the top. From the president to the vice to the ministers, maybe the permanent secretary. God also has a hierarchy. He's the first on top. And below him there are prophets. Because the Bible says in Amos 3, I think 7, it says, surely, surely, the Lord God will do nothing without revealing his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Amen. Amen. So from God, God does not bring his word just to people like that. He sends his word through the prophets. When he's lamenting about Israel, maybe he'll send prophet Isaiah go and speak to them. Take this message to them. Amen. And now, 
from that prophet will come the word to us. And that word may not come directly. Maybe it will pass through another stage of fivefold ministry. Pastor, teacher, apostle. And they will also, you know, bring it to the liar to us. That is the hierarchy. So in this age, I was telling her, God has also sent us a prophet. Malachi 4.5 Before he comes to strike this earth with with destruction. God has sent us a prophet. And he told that prophet these words that I have given you. First of all, his ministry is not his personal ministry. He came to turn the hearts of the children back to the faith of the Pentecostal fathers. The first church that he left here on earth. The church of the word. The Bible. William Marion Branham. Malachi 4.5 came to take us back to the Bible. So whatever he preached is to take us back to the Bible. And he told our prophet store the food. Store it on tapes, in books. This is the food now that we are eating. The quotes. How would you have known Luke 1730? How would you know? That's what God was talking about. So when we quote these things, we are not worshipping a man. But we are doing what God expects. Amen? So those are the days that we are in. The days of the Son of Man. It is more late than we expect. He says, I want you to notice Lord came out of something that would, that would destroy him. And Noah went into something that would save him. And that is a type of the church. We come out of the world and away from these Elvis Priestley and Arthur Godfrey age that we are living in. Amen? So we came out of that stuff out of the world to come to Christ. Amen? Amina. They are of the world. They will perish with the world. Those that are in Christ will go home with Christ. For those that sleep in Christ will, will go bring with him. When he comes, we come out of the world, we go into Christ for safety. 
God called us from the world to take us to Christ for safety. Brother, sister, safety is not anywhere else. It is in the Lord Jesus Christ. In the days of Noah, safety was not anywhere else. It was in the ark. And eight souls that entered the ark are the ones who got saved. And our ark today is in the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we enter in the Lord Jesus Christ? By one Holy Ghost baptism. First Corinthians 12, 13. We are baptized to enter his body. So we enter our ark through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Safety is only in that. Redemption is twofold. God calls you from something to take you somewhere. He delivered Israel from Egypt. From bondage. Not to keep them in the wilderness. But to take them all the way. To Canaan land. A place of rest. A place of safety. Their own land. A type of the baptism of the Holy So he's calling us out also from the world to take us to Christ with a message. Hasten. Escape quickly. Run to Christ. Be quick. Be fast. Hurry to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because time is no Just like the angels told Lot when they found him lingering. Dilly darling. Maybe he was thinking about this. Do you know that his wife turned to a pillar of salt? I thought her mind, I, I, I believe her mind was clogged with, with a lot of Sodom stuff. People have come to the message, but their minds are still clogged with business, making money. There is no harm in that. It is very important to have money. But before you do all that, look at the danger that is coming. Lord's sons in law were told of the danger that was coming. But they just mocked. They didn't know that a few hours from that moment, maybe 24 hours, they were going to perish in Sodom and Gomorrah. Brother, sister, it is not enough just to get the message of the hour. The message of the hour 
came to us to take us to that place of safety. To take us to Christ through the baptism of the Holy Amen. Amen. We come out of the world to go into Christ for safety. And he says, hurry, hurry, escape. Oh, children, don't step, don't sit stooped and wondering. Just hurry, quick. The time is at hand. Run, where? Out like those little birds did. Get away from these big modern walls of Babylon. These big old denominations that says there is no difference in the time. These big old unbelieving churches that say there is no divine healing. Get away from them walls. For they are going to crumble. They are going down in destruction. May God help us to see. He says, run quickly. Just like those birds. Run to the trees. Just like they ran from the walls. Which walls were going to crumble. I think he gets this quote. One time he was talking about how one time uh, India, there was an earthquake in India. Amen? Amina. And before that earthquake, you know, in India they worship cows and you know, the cow is a god. So cows stay in the streets. And, you know, birds, of course, they stay also in houses around, maybe in the chimneys and so forth. So, when that earthquake was going to take place, he says the birds, the cows, they got a warning through an instinct. God has put an instinct in these animals and birds. And they knew there was an earthquake that was going to And they left the walls of the city. And ran to the fields. And the birds left the chimneys of the houses. And they ran far away in the trees. And man could not see that the earthquake was coming. And that earthquake came and destroyed him in those buildings. And the prophet was saying, God has given instinct to animals. You remember that tsunami where I think it took place in, I think it was in Thailand. Or the, that great... And it is believed that the elephants that had gone to take water, drink water around the those water bodies, the seas and so forth, they sensed 
through an instinct that there was tsunami coming. They sense those tremors that were coming through the sea. And they had to quickly leave the seashore and run to the field. And then that tsunami came and swept. People had built around and so forth. And the prophet said, look at how God has given that instinct to animals and birds. Yet human beings cannot see that. But thanks be to the Lord that he has not only given you an instinct he has put in you a seed of representation to catch the message of the warning. When everybody in the whole world is just relaxed, they don't know what is taking place. But you and me, God has given us that understanding to know that trouble is coming. And the only safe place is in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what the prophet is talking about here. Run out in the middle of Calvary. If the birds went to the trees, you go to the tree. Go to the tree too. That tree where Christ was crucified, they are hung in the middle of his mercy. And cry to God until the storm is passed. Oh, it is later than you think. Brother, sister, it is later than we think. The only hope we have is to run to Christ. Safety is in Christ. Escape quickly. Run to Christ. The prophet says, People are so slothful. Very, very lazy. You show him of the danger that is coming. You tell him to prepare. But he seems to be unmindful. You know that, that is what is happening. In all ages, it has been like that. Even in our days, trouble is coming, but people seem to be unmindful. Even in the message, people have just embraced the message. And they feel good and feel comfortable. Brother, sister, that one is not enough. The message only without being filled is not enough. It will not help you. The only safety place is in Christ. He says here, usually it takes a state of emergency. 
to throw us into desperation. See? It's too bad it has to do that. But human beings are so slothful in their mind that it takes an emergency. Something arises and then it throws them into desperation. <laughs> And really in doing that in desperation, it brings out that real thing that you are. It shows what you are made out of in the time of desperation. It usually pulls out all the good things that you are. In times of death, I've heard people when they know they were dying, the things that they kept secret all their life, they are in desperation. Now they are trying to confess it. And trying, you know, take this and make it right. Go, please do this, that. In desperation. They ought to have done that beforehand. See? Not wait till the time of emergency. You see? When we ought to have done it without emergency. People wait for the time of emergency to put their lives right to seek for the baptism of the Holy Ghost and yet they would have done it long long ago he says when people are dying just on the deathbed that's when he remembers he cheated somewhere he stole. He wronged somebody. Oh, I have to put it right. Brother, sister, you may not get that chance. Chance is now. The time is now. The time for seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost is more late than you expect. Time is now. Don't wait for the emergency. You should seek him now. You should be filled now. It's more late than you expect. Time is no more. Look in the days of Noah. Noah preached for 120 years telling people to repent and enter the ark. 120 years. And they will say that after that time kept on getting closer and closer for God to fulfill his word. Until God told Noah now you enter the ark and God himself came and closed the door the door of the ark and I believe when it started 
raining. It could have started just with a drizzle. And people started imagining. Hey, we have never seen such a drizzle. Remember those days it had never rained. What is this? This is a strange thing. It kept on increasing. It was a shower. Until water started raising. And people became so disparate. And people had to run to the ark. Because that's, that's the only place that had safety. And they were frantically hitting at the door. In desperation. No help us. It is already too late. God Himself had closed the door. You remember the parable of the foolish virgins? Ten were wise. Rather, ten virgins. Five wise, five foolish. The five had oil in their laps. And the foolish five did not have. And they all went to wait for the bridegroom. And when they waited and the bridegroom tarried, they all says that they all slumbered and slept. Those ones in the first watch, second, third, fourth, up to seven, they slept as they were waiting for the bridegroom to come. And the Bible says that around midnight, there was a midnight cry. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. And they all trimmed their lamps. But the lamps of these foolish ones were just waning and there was no oil. And they started asking these ones, give us some oil. And they told them we don't have. Go and buy from the streets. And when they went to buy, by the time they came back, the bridegroom had already come and they were locked out, the Bible says, where there is gnashing of teeth. Amen. First watch, second watch. They waited and slept. First church age. First watch. People in Ephesus church age were waiting for the coming of the Lord. Paul just used to talk about it. As if he's coming in a month's time. Let those ones who are married live as if they are not married. That watch passed and they slept. Second church age, third watch. We are in the seventh church age. Seventh watch. The coming of the Lord is so close. The gentle dispensation is soon closing. And the prophet said, the moment rapture takes place, 
Jesus will leave the mercy seat. And that seat will be smoky. There will be no more mercy. For the salvation of us Gentiles. What will be remaining. Is the great tribulation. So time is no more. It is high time we run to Christ. In Christ that is where the safety is. In him and him alone. It is high time we run to Christ. Now I believe that we are in the living, uh, we are living in the days, or otherwise the days that we are living in should cause the church to go completely into disparation. I believe since the message this morning from God, not me, he's talking about him. I believe it ought to throw the entire congregation into disparation. That we have played long enough. We've went to church long enough. We've got to do something. Amen? Amina. Brethren, the prophet is telling us it is high time we realize that we have played enough. Don't wait for that time of emergency. Run quickly. Don't act like Lord. What to wait for these angels to come and pull him. To escape quickly and leave. It is high time. You go on your knees. And cry out day and night. Until God has done something. In your life. Until he has filled you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That is the only safe place. Hasten quickly. Run to Christ. Our escape is only in the Lord Christ. Through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He says, you know, signs of his coming should throw every member of Christ into disparation now. About our souls. About our welfare. From here after. Amen. The coming of the Lord. All these signs should throw everybody to disparition. Well, what are we going to amount to if we gain the whole world? What are we living for? What do you work for? What are you eating for? What are you struggling for? To live. And then he says, but what are you living for? What are you working for? If you are going to remain here and you don't go to the rapture, what are 
are you marrying for? If you're not going to the rapture, what are you struggling for? People say, well, when I get time, I will look for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, let me marry first. Then uh, when after settling, I'll look for the baptism of the Holy When I get leave, when I get holidays, when I'm free, there is a lot of work now, I'm busy. But the prophet is telling me, what are you busy for? If you don't have the Holy Ghost, why are you postponing? Procrastination is the enemy of time. I do it when, once I get leave. Once I get leave, then I seek God. Brother, sister, Brother, sister, this is the time. Don't wait for the time of emergency. Time is no more. Hasten. Escape quickly. Run to Christ. Nobody is going to seek the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You have to go on your knees. Cry day and night. Until you are filled. May the Lord help us. God bless you so much. Time, time is no more.